0: What did the Romans ever do
1: for us? Everything. (laughs) You're listening to The Real House Witches of South Wales, hosted by me, Jack and Laura, and brought to you by Son of Saturn. Son of Saturn is an esoteric company based in Wales, creating handmade candles that are made for your spiritual and witchcraft practices. All of our candles are made with the intention of offerings to your patrons and deities and scented with their attributed scents, such as pomegranate for Hecate and sandalwood for Selene, goddess of the moon. You can find these candles along with crystals and tarot and astrology services on the Sun of Saturn website. The link can be found in our show notes, or you can type in sonofsaturnco.com or sonofsaturnco.etsy.com and find all of your spiritual tools there. This podcast brings spirituality, witchcraft, the paranormal and more together. So sit back, light some incense, relax and enjoy the show.
0: The housewives of Wales. (laughs) It's not the
1: housewives of Wales. House witches, yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to The Real House Witches of South Wales. Real mm-hmm. has switches. Yeah, exactly. oh, <laughs> Fantastic. That was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we had a bit of a technical problem before we came on, but um that was, you know, nothing of your concern. <laughs>
1: So yeah, guys, um, you, we are having technical difficulties, so we apologise for why this episode is late on this Sunday, but I mean, it's fine, it's here. Um, basically, we tried to record this episode uh, the middle of the week, um, but Laura's laptop is from, like, the 16th century, possibly even, like, Victorian times, I think Henry VIII used it once, um, and basically she, like, her Zoom just didn't work.
0: I bought it in like 1582. It's still going strong.
1: <laughs> Henry was using Zoom all the time, so we can blame Henry.
0: Oh, yeah, there was like, there were loads of meetings. Um, I knew he became his wife at one point. Oh. Um, but then I just put myself on mute and said, like, Oh, sorry, I can't hear you. Um, I've got to leave the meeting. So i that's how I got out of that.
1: <laughs> Laura, I feel like I need to say to you, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, how are you feeling since last week? Um, this is nothing to do with our new topic section in this podcast where we ask each other how we are, but it is. So, Laura, how are you?
0: Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it is. Um, yeah it is actually part of the topic session we um, we <laughs> who we are and how we are who we are that'll be good who are we oh my god um yeah i'm great i've uh, just been decorating the christmas tree uh so that's all done
1: tell me how like tell me about this christmas tree what's it look like what's it decorated with
0: well oh, come on you know 40 minutes of all that <laughs> not enough time um oh just <laughs> loads of great stuff like just put your mind to it, you know, think about what, it, what is on there. I'll send you a
1: picture later. <laughs> um, oh, hun, oh my God, thanks for asking. I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't expect you to ask, but here we are. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I've had a good week. It's been a great week. Um, I've been working from home and then I went into my workplace on the Friday. Um, and yeah, I've just been very busy with orders. I am blessed with orders right now. Um, like my candle business is really taken off and I'm really happy with it. So I've been blessed with getting my Christmas orders done. Yeah. So no, I've been blessed with orders and also um, went to a market in a very, very nice place. <laughs> um, And we did very well at the market and it was just very lovely. And, you know, I will remember this when uh, January, February and March comes along and maybe the business will go quiet again. Um, But don't worry, guys, we're going to grow. We're going to grow this business. Son of Saturn is my business name. And actually, this podcast episode is all about Saturn. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, great. And
0: there was a Mary Lloyd involved.
1: Literally. So I asked if Mary could come on the podcast, um, but Mary said that she's very busy with prior commitments right now. And this is her season. This is her season when she's, you know, very in demand. She's touring the country. Um, She's just very much a busy horse right now. And she's actually starring in a Welsh adaptation of um, A Christmas Carol, which is in Cardiff, and she's got a starring role in that. And so she's very busy, and she took the time to explain this to me, but she can't be on the podcast, unfortunately, right now at this moment in time, right now at this moment. So, uh, yeah, but the Mary was there, and it was great. Like, she came up to the store, I'm selling a Mary Lloyd candle, and she was snapping at the Mary Lloyd candle. um, And then she, I told... I told them about my tattoo, which is on my thigh, and uh, the organizer was like, "Oh, you need to, you need to show her the, uh, you need to show her your tattoo on the thigh." And I was like, "It's on my thigh. I'm not gonna stand here and take my trousers down and show you my tattoo on my thigh." And um, the person who was like dragging the Mary Lloyd along. Literally, I know I should have showed it off. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, But then uh, the person who was dragging the Mary Lloyd along on the little string was like, oh, well, you know, if you pull it down, she's probably going to eat something. You know what I mean. She's going to eat it because it's like a snack. And I was like, "Ah, ha, 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 she won't have much to eat on. And like, we all laughed. And the Mary went... With her little jaws, and it was so much fun. And anyway, then she tried to eat my coat, and um, she tried to eat my coat, and I ran away. Um, but also, like, it was a very expensive coat, so I didn't want her to eat my coat, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but that's so cute, like, I would give you a hug.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would have too, but the problem was, the shawl of the Mary wasn't long enough, so I could see the man's jeans underneath, it kind of ruined the illusion a little bit. Oh, and um, I found this really, like, fascinating and really interesting, Um, and I think, I hope you will appreciate it, because other people didn't appreciate it, but basically, I was in the market, and there was a clock on the the market wall, like um, an old clock, and written on the name was um, a name with a last name that's in my family, it was not my last name, but it's the name that's in my family, I won't say it on this podcast, because you never know who's listening, Um, but uh, yeah, so the name was on the clock, so I texted my auntie, and I was like, oh my god, like, any relation to this man's name that's on this clock, and she was like, yes, actually, that is my great, great great grandfather of my husband and I was like oh my god this is so weird like how I'm underneath this clock right now I'm your nephew and there's a bit of ancestry above me like literal ancestry did you like do you appreciate how like crazy that is
0: yeah that is that's yeah that is interesting that's like a like a meant to be moment
1: yeah so he basically uh her relative had um owned a clock business basically and that's why it was on there he provided the clock for that market crazy.
0: That, that is cool. I thought you were going to say like, oh, it had my name on it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get to the topic of this conversation. So what we're talking about is the festival that the Romans came up with, um, which was called Saturnalia, um, which was dedicated to the planet Saturn. So we'll talk about Saturn, the planet, and we'll talk about the festival Saturnalia as well. And um, So, yeah, a bit of astrology and a bit of history mixed together with a little bit of magic and Romans. Because remember, guys, if you listen weekly, I was Roman in a past life.
0: I mean, you haven't talked about that on the podcast yet. So maybe you should get into that, you know, as a whole other topic.
1: Literally, we should. Yeah. And we've got to get Josh back on anyway to do our past life regression.
0: Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Hopefully, if it works.
1: Yes. So let's get into the topic of this week. Um, So before we talk, uh, everything's knocking over because of the cats. So let's get into the topic. And then if you hear noises in the background of the cats destroying the house, don't worry about it. So before we talk about Saturnalia, we should probably talk about the planet Saturn. So we hear all the time of a Saturn return. Uh, A Saturn return is when Saturn returns to the sign it was in the moment of your birth. This is usually every 27 to 30 years, and it's usually a time of big changes in your life. So why is this? Well, simply because Saturn is known as the planet of restrictions. Saturn is the big sky daddy that is not annoyed or angry in you. He's just a little bit disappointed. He's the dad that is there but doesn't show emotions. He's the daddy who holds you back because he is cautious. He is stern, stubborn, but ultimately he is there to teach you valuable life lessons, keep you safe and help you grow. Saturn is an outer planet and he won't make things easy for us. He commands authority and is demanding. He instructs us to get to work and he expects us to work hard. He is full of discipline and he values responsibility and discipline as well. He asked us to look at the clock and time. <gasps> the clock. Oh my God. Crazy. Um, not him wanting us to look at the clock and I looked at the clock and found out it was about a relative. Oh my God. Oh my God. His glyph is the sickle of Kronos, the god of time. He asks if there is time for everything we want to do and then asks, are there limits with that? So limitations are important to Saturn. Our lesson is to learn to manage limits. He is restricting and he is going to delay us. Saturn also governs old age and the lessons it teaches us. He wants us and expects us to learn these life lessons. He has a teacher role, the type of teacher you're afraid of and don't want to cross. He is conventional around our behaviours and values tradition, which is odd considering he rules Aquarius. He does, however, applaud us for sticking with things, for persevering, and he is the lord of authority. He values structure, order, and the way we do things. He reigns in assets. As a teacher, he concerns himself with his car- with our karma and life lessons from the past. He's masculine energy, and while he rules Aquarius, he also rules Capricorn, as well as the 10th and 11th houses in our birth charts. Now, a Saturn return is a major astrological moment and a very major thing to happen in your life. So don't be surprised if... if In your 27th to your 30th year, you experience huge changes and major shifts in your life. It's your astrological coming of age moment. You may switch jobs, break up, get engaged, divorce, retire. It's changes that will teach you lessons and take control of who you are and of your life. It's intense rather than scary, challenging rather than easy. Those with Saturn in Pisces, that's me and you, Laura, are next to go through our Saturn returns. Those born in 1993 to 1996 will start experiencing Saturn returns in 2023. Those with Saturn in Aquarius, the sign he is in right now, are experiencing experiencing their Saturn returns right now. Uh, Laura, I looked at our return dates. I decided to look them up. Um, So ours begin around March 18th, 2023 and will end the 14th of February, my birthday, uh, 2026. Um, So, yeah, have you heard about the Saturn return? You know, what are you what you're kind of feeling about the Saturn return?
0: Uh, But first of all, um, like the most important thing for this is the fact it's a planet of restrictions like restrictions and delays because like we are actually in more restrictions right now so it's kind of like fitting (laughs) in that sign.
1: well this is this is what everyone was saying because astrologers were looking at 2020 for years and they were saying that a lot of big things would happen in 2020 Um, and that was because you had jupiter this planet of expansion and growth and kind of good fortune and things suddenly being in the sign of aquarius at the same time as Saturn, the planet of restriction. So what we were finding and what we actually lived out was restrictions and then on a grand scale, a massive scale of restrictions. Um, But then we were seeing a bit of luck where we had like things opening again and then we went back into restrictions. Um, And it's because these planets are kind of going against each other. Jupiter wants to give us all the good things, but Saturn's like, nah, we need to learn lessons here. And a lot of people did learn lessons with COVID. They learned a lot you know, people change their lives because of it.
0: Yeah. And that's why it all makes, like, perfect sense, like, the astrology side of it. Like, it all, like, comes together, it all came through, and it's just, like, it explains more than you realise at first.
1: Yes, exactly. And one thing that we should probably look at, and we'll do a little episode on it, is Pluto, because Pluto is the planet of death and chaos and a huge transformation. Um, and America are about, in 2022, they're about to have their Pluto return. And what that means is when Pluto returns to the sign it was in, when America was founded, if you will, there are going to be massive changes. A lot will happen in America. So keep an eye out for that, because I think America is about to kind of go down.
0: Hopefully not Donald Trump coming back.
1: (laughs) Let's hope not. No, let's definitely hope not. Um, so anyway, let's go back to Saturn Returns and we can kind of explain what a Saturn Return is. So a Saturn Return may be a time when you learn and realise what no longer works for you. So you'll be shown the right path and will learn many lessons it's truly time to take control of you. However, ignore these lessons that Saturn are trying to teach you and Saturn will not be happy. He will make sure you do you do learn those lessons. It's better to comply and work with him than ignore him. Now, your Saturn returns ends early 30s, but you'll experience a second return in your 50s. This kind of relates back to those who talk about a midlife crisis. Maybe they didn't learn Saturn's first lessons, um, And because of that, they have this sort of change in their 50s. Now, if we're lucky enough to live to our 80s, we will experience a third Saturn return. It's a good idea to work with Saturn and Saturn's energy. For us, Laura, we will learn lessons of overcoming self-esteem issues. Finding confidence will be important for us, along with developing our intuition. We really should think big and inspire others. We want to understand what Saturn wants from us, something we can do by looking at where he is in our charts, and what he is aspecting and interacting with. So we learn lessons of prioritizing and protecting that and what is truly important to us. Wherever he is in our chart, he is there to show us the areas of our life where we might struggle and the lessons we mostly need to learn. He tells us this area of life is the hardest work for you in this lifetime. He will ask you to say no so that you you can protect your energy and reap the rewards of putting up boundaries. So look at which house he is in and start asking yourself in what areas of that part of your life should you be saying no. This area of your life is where he wants you to find structure and organization. You will also need to look within. You will have your own ways of doing this, but a common way is through meditation uh you can also reach out to saturn and reach out with him so you can reach out to him with offerings with generosity or attuning with his spirit you can do this by praying to him or writing affirmations to him the best thing to do the best time to do saturn rituals and any magic working with him is of course his day which is saturday so that's you know we get saturday because of saturn basically um so let's talk about where Saturn is in our charts, so Laura, do you know where on your birth chart where Saturn is what placement he's in? We know he's in Pisces, but where is he on your chart? do you know uh,
0: no i don't know um the placement I only know Pisces
1: <laughs> let's have a look then so your Saturn your Saturn is in Pisces, obviously, and it is in your fourth house. So what this means for you is Saturn will give you a deepening concentration or a blockage in the expression of the way you feel. So sometimes you may seem to be to other people rigid and unemotional or emotionally unavailable. Now you may find that you can be somebody to withdraw from too close emotional involvement, you might withdraw within. You may have had problems with parental care and guidance in your early years, so that your home and family life is quite important to you. Um, But sometimes you may feel the need to escape it, but that might be difficult for you to do. Now, you may potentially have a fixation with one or both parents and a tendency to live in the past, and your lesson is to work through your issues in this area, to not be so in the past. Um, But that's hard because security is very important and may take the form of striving for achievement or material rewards. Um, now with Saturn in your fourth house, you may display a tendency to introversion and you say yourself that you're an introvert. So Saturn is there kind of keeping you withdrawn. Um, you may also have strong psychic powers as well, which is why I say to you develop your intuition. There's a little bit of a witchy spiritual person in there that needs to come out. <laughs> um And Saturn's lesson for you is to more fully and deeply understand and value your true origins, leading to a better sense of security and self-acceptance. The personal and intimate world of your feelings must be accepted and integrated rather than remain locked away behind the barriers of fear and isolation now let's have a look at the fourth house because he's in your fourth house here and the fourth house is about home roots family self care emotions foundations your mother um children women and femininity so this is where you'll you will be feeling stuck feeling restricted feeling like things are kind of that's where you need to be and these are your lessons to work through that you know um Does that kind of sound like, do you resonate with that, with that sort of Saturn aspect?
0: Uh, Kind of, yeah. I I didn't realise it covered um, that whole thing. Uh, But yeah, interesting about uh, psychic powers. I don't think I really have any psychic powers, but like you say, maybe it's something to develop. Or maybe we just do all have them, but we don't know them.
1: (laughs) We do all have them, and you can learn to develop it. And I mean, you're a Scorpio rising, so you probably should.
0: Yeah. Oh no, yeah. No, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I will. (laughs) Defo. So what about your... Have you looked at yours?
1: Yes, yeah. I mean, um, I have a lot because obviously my business is named after Saturn. (laughs) Um, So... Yes. So Saturn, for me, is obviously in Pisces, and he's in my first house. Now, the first house is the house of self and appearances, the body, beginnings, first impressions, attitude, identity, and your approach to life. So this, for me, is a place where things will feel a little bit restricted, um, and things may feel a little bit hard um, at at the time for me. Um, So I can when I found out about Saturn being in my first house, especially around the self, I had a lot of like self-esteem issues. Um, And in some ways I still do, but they've got a lot better. You know, I had a lot of self-esteem issues around my appearance, um, you know, who I was, um, you know, coming out and all that sort of stuff. so it made sense to me that Saturn was there in that first house kind of restricting those feelings making me feel a certain way about how i presented myself to the world or how i looked or how how i acted or how i felt you know um so he is there kind of and i feel his energy there because also i find that when i'm trying to even just work towards achieving something or trying to be recognized for myself or for my talents and i don't get recognized for it I tend to blame Saturn. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, that's because he's in my first house and he's not letting me get these because I need to learn lessons first. He's stopping me from getting the recognition or identity because I need to learn lessons to get there. Um, So I found it really interesting that he was in my first house there um, in Pisces. Um, And because he's in Pisces, you know, Pisces is this sort of deeper feeling and emotional side of things and your intuition. So when it comes to the feelings of like, self-esteem issues and your appearance issues and your body issues and all that sort of stuff that was deeply felt to me because it was just really kind of there interacting with it um so yeah i did find that interesting i found my placement of him quite interesting and son of saturn because he is my chart ruler he's the first one in my chart but also because my rising sign is Aquarius and he rules Aquarius so he's my little chart ruler <laughs> so um I call myself the sun well I call my business the son of Saturn because um he's the chart ruler
0: it's a great game huh?
1: it really is I've always thought it's a great game <laughs> stop stop uh yeah so Saturn is quite a interesting planet to uh to learn about and work with and get to know about. Um, But let's move on to the festival that celebrated him from the Romans, um, Saturnalia. So Saturnalia was held by the Romans and it was an ancient Roman pagan festival which honoured Saturn for being the god of agriculture. This celebration by the Romans actually is the reason we have many of our Christmas traditions. So Saturnalia was very popular and widely celebrated by the Romans. It came from older farming related rituals of midwinter and the winter solstice. They did things such as offer gifts or sacrifices to the gods during the winter sowing season. Sowing season, sorry. Pagans celebrated Saturn for being the god of agriculture and time. It started as a single day, but by 1330 to 1331, before Christ, it became a week-long festival starting December 17th. However, they used the Julian calendar and the winter solstice fell on Christmas Day, the 25th. When Saturnalia came along, it was a time when all were considered equal. So it was a time to relax, work and business would come to a halt, and schools and courts closed. Now, Romans had a sort of hierarchy and they had slaves. Um, so on this festival day and the week, slaves didn't work and were instead encouraged to live like equals with their masters, sometimes sitting on the head of the table while their masters served them instead. They would decorate their homes with wreaths and greenery. Now, we still do that. You know, our green Christmas trees, our wreaths on the door. We still do that. Um, Their traditional togas were swapped for colourful clothes. Romans would spend Saturnalia gambling, singing, playing music, feasting, socialising and giving presents. Taper candles were popular offerings to symbolise light returning. On the last day of Saturnalia, small terracotta figurines were given as gifts, and it's believed that this was in place of the older traditions of human sacrifice. Now, in the fourth century after death, the Temple of Saturn was built and served as a ceremonial centre of Saturnalia celebrations. On the first day, a young pig would be sacrificed... Satin statue, which depicted him having woolen bonds tied around his feet, now showed him with these bonds loosened during this week-long celebration to symbolise his liberation. So, because of Saturnalia, historians are able to make links between that and the Christmas we have today. The Roman Empire conquered Britain and the rest of Europe from the 2nd century to the 4th century. They suppressed older seasonal rites practiced by the Celts. Western culture now derives many of the traditional celebrations of midwinter from Saturnalia. It's also believed that the time of the year we celebrate Christmas is from Saturnalia, as the Bible doesn't actually give a date for Jesus' birth. Some theologians, theologians, whatever, have concluded that Jesus was actually born in spring because of the shepherds and the sheep in the nativity story. By the 4th century after death, the Western churches celebrated Christmas on December 25th so that they could incorporate the holiday with Saturnalia and other popular pagan midwinter traditions. So this was Christian's way of getting rid of pagan, basically. Before the end of the 4th century, traditions of Saturnalia, such as giving gifts, singing, lighting candles, feasting, and just being merry, were now widely adopted. And that was Saturnalia. And some people still celebrate Saturnalia today, or at least honour it and acknowledge it. But that kind of explains why we have a lot of our traditions. Very interesting, I thought.
0: In- interesting. It-, it does just sound like, like the standard Christmas, really. So yeah, especially about all the greenery and gift-giving and stuff, it just sounds like that's what christmas is now that's what christmas is now
1: <laughs> exactly so thank you romans thanks so much thanks past me
0: what did the romans ever do for us <laughs> <That>. everything <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah so that sums up this episode once again very sorry for the delay in getting it to you but technical difficulties guys
0: but you could say the delay was sudden
1: literally saturn didn't want us to tell his story until right at this moment in time and we should talk about um saturn in mythology because um the actual mythological story of saturn is a lot different um but it's not saturn it's another god um who the romans adopted and just named saturn um so we can explain that in another episode another time um but yeah so this one was about the festival and honouring Saturn and how to work with Saturn if you want to. Um, but yes, we are here now. Thank you, Saturn, for giving us this time. Um, anything else you'd like to add, Laura, before we leave?
0: Um, I think it'd be good to talk about other planets in the future, you know, going to depth about other planets. Cause it's like, there's literally nine of them.
1: <laughs> literally. And a whole solar system but we don't know the names to all of them.
0: Literally, and we literally live on one. (laughs)
1: I know, that's crazy. Um, Yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to rate us if you can. Share this with your friends. Let other people know. Um, As you rate us, it helps boost us in the algorithm and more people find our podcasts. Um, So yeah, let us all know. But we are very happy that you are enjoying it. We hope you come back next week because we have more conversational topics to come up. And uh, yeah, we will see you soon. So bye for now, guys.
0: Yeah. Natürlich soll ich faulen brauchen?